Welcome to the Forgiven Ones for All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. This week, we're going to look at the topic of faith. We're going to jump right in at Ephesians 2.8. I'm going to read it from the New King James. It says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works lest anyone should boast. Now let's look at Hebrews 12.2. It says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. See, Jesus is the author and the finisher He's the perfecter of our faith. Now let's look at faith. We tend to think that faith is something that we can exercise or that we can, you know, if we we read our Bibles a little bit more, that we can have more faith. Or if we go to church and hear more sermons, that it will increase our faith. Let's just look at what faith is. It says, Ephesians says that we're saved through faith. Faith is the avenue by which we are saved. So it's very crucial for us to understand what faith is. And we've seen in Hebrews that Jesus, he's the author, he's the beginner and the finisher of our faith. So we understand that whatever faith is, it, it is directly tied to Jesus and his work at the cross. So we're not saved by law, not by works, not by our own actions. This is what Ephesians meant when it said that we should not have anything to boast about. There's nothing for us to boast about because we didn't do anything to save ourselves. We didn't do anything. The process of our salvation, there was nothing that we did to enact it, to complete it. It was all Jesus. But we see it it was done through faith. So this kind of leaves us with a question. Whose faith was it then? If it wasn't by my actions, if it wasn't by your actions, then who was it that had faith? Who was faithful? Who's the one that that had enough faith to purchase our salvation, to enact it? Who had the saving faith? And that's what I want to talk about today. Let's go ahead and look at Galatians 2.16. This is a very interesting verse. It says, Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we may be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law, no flesh shall be justified. So let's take a look at this scripture here because this has been used many times to say that we must have the faith. It says, by faith in Jesus Christ, 
And then it goes on to say, to be justified by faith in Christ. So this indicates that there's something that we must do to enact our salvation, to be justified. But let's take a look at this verse in the Greek. The translators, what they did is sometimes when the Greek didn't really make sense, and sometimes when the words did not fit their ideology of the day, they would add words into, um, into the translation to try to help us understand what the translation meant or what the Greek meant. And these words in your Bible usually are italicized or they're um, in parentheses. And these are words that are not actually in the Greek. The word here that we're, that's in question is the word in, where it says, there's not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Or later on in the verse where it says, might be justified by faith in Christ. Some translations have the word of here, the faith of Christ or the faith of Jesus Christ. So here the word, the words in the actual Greek are en mia dia pistos Christu Iesu. If not through faith, Christ Jesus. Or quite literally, it says that we're not justified through the works of the law, but justified through Jesus' faith. Or faithfulness of Christ Jesus. Later on in the verse, it says, Hina diakathomen ek pistos Christu, which literally means that we may be justified by faith Christ Jesus. So, why is this so important? It's literally saying that it was Jesus' faith, or Jesus' faithfulness, we'll look at a little later, and not our own. This is why it's so important for us to understand. Jesus had the faith. He alone trusted God that his sacrifice was going to be enough. He saw you and said, you are worth it. He had faith in you. He had saving faith for you. And he himself was faithful to the end. I like a translation by David Bentley Hart. He has a translation of the New Testament. And I'm going to read this uh, Galatians 2.16. And it says, And who know that a human being is vindicated, not by observances of the law, but by the faithfulness of the anointed one Jesus. Even we have placed our faith in the anointed one Jesus, so that we might be vindicated from the faithfulness of the anointed and not from observances of law, because no flesh at all will be vindicated from the observances of the law. So, when he set out to translate, uh, to do a new translation, he set out to do it without any bias. To he just wanted to translate the scripture and make it say what it originally said. Without any doctrine, without any 
um, denominational slant. He just wanted to translate the Greek without pretending like there was no denominations or no opinions out there. And so that's where we get this translation from. And it literally says, by the faithfulness of Jesus. Jesus is the one that had the faith. So this is so important to us because this has been used. We, we have felt condemnation. We have felt guilt. We have tried to figure out how we are to have faith. But saving faith is not something that's even in our realm. It's what Jesus had. Now, there is an element of faith, and that's what I want to talk about for the rest of this podcast. But I want you to understand first that in order for you to be saved, you have no part of it. Jesus is the one that had the faith. Jesus is the one that justified you at the cross. He's the one that believed the Father. He's the one that was faithful to the end. And now we have faith as a natural outflow. See, faith is a natural outflow from a healthy, loving relationship. It's not something that we learn. It's something that, it's someone that we trust. If you have a loving relationship, maybe it's a father-son relationship or a mother-daughter relationship or maybe just a best friend relationship. And as you get to know that person, you begin to understand who they are and you know that you can count on them. You know that they got your back. You know that they love you or they respect you or they got your best interest in mind and heart. And you have faith in them. When, when you need them most, they're going to be there. That's what faith is. Faith is trusting someone is as good as you think they are and that they have your best interest at heart. Faith is a natural outflow from a healthy, loving relationship. And this is the faith that we can have. This is our faith. We have a faith in a father that whose very definition is love. See, we must take the emphasis off of our own action and put it solely on the action of Jesus. He's the one that had saving faith. Now we trust and we have faith in Him. We have faith in the Father because of Jesus. See, now Ephesians 2.8 makes sense. We're saved through the faith of Jesus, through Jesus' faith. Not of our own works, not of our own faith, but by His. See, just as in Adam, we all were lost without any effort on our own. Just that same way, we are justified, all of us. We're all saved and justified and made righteous by Jesus without any action or effort of our own. See, our faith is in Jesus and in his goodness and in his accurate representation of a loving father. 
we have this healthy, trusting relationship with God. We know that he's going to be there and that he has our back. This is what faith is. This is the faith that we have. This is the faith not for salvation, but for the renewing of our minds, for the restoring of our identity. There was an interesting story in the, in the, in the Gospels where Jesus is talking to a centurion. And the centurion comes and finds him. And he says, I know that you can heal my daughter. And Jesus says, okay, let me go to your house. And he says, no, you don't even have to come to my house. Because I know that you can do it. And I know that you have the authority to do it. And Jesus stops and he says, I have not found so great a faith in all of Israel. Now, this story often puzzled me because this guy was not even a believer. He's a pagan Roman soldier. And here Jesus just tells everyone in the crowd that he had more faith than all the Pharisees, than the high priests, than even his own disciples. He says, this guy's got more faith than anyone I've ever seen. Why is that? It's because this guy, he had very little knowledge of who Jesus was. But what knowledge he did have, he knew that he was good at his word. He knew that he had authority. And he understood that God was with him and that maybe he seen him as Jesus healed other people. Maybe he seen the love that emanated from Jesus and how he lovingly healed others. And that was enough for him. His, his heart and his mind were made up in trust and faith. And he says, no, you can do it. All you got to do is say so because God is with you. You look just like God. That is faith. When a pagan soldier can have total confidence in a stranger and believe that he truly can heal his daughter. See, this is what I'm talking about. Faith is, is not something that, that we can make happen. Faith is a natural byproduct. It's a natural outflowing. It's an inner peace, a confidence that we have that God is as good as, he, as Jesus makes him out to be. That the Father is truly is love. And I hope this helps you understand faith and what it is. Check us out on the web at ForgivenOnceForAll.com or on Facebook, Forgiven Once For All. And remember, God is madly in love with you. Until next time. <music>